Thanks for lending me your ear. Starting the show with fire, or a potential fire hazard anyway, coming from NVIDIA's latest, newest, and greatest, the 4090. Very isolated reports, and I've only seen three as a total number so far reported. But there are reports of the connector portion of the 4090 melting or basically catching fire. Uh, if you recall, the power connector of the 4090 is new. It uses a 16-pin power connector. And it's that particular component that seems to combust spontaneously. The problem seems to lie in if it's bent too much. If you're bending the cables too close to the actual connector, that significantly increases the chance that the connector will burn, will melt down, will combust. And if you've ever assembled a computer, you know that bending cables and kind of wrestling things into place is, you know, very common. It's part of the course. Nika nagugulat when you have to wrestle the components into the computer. Mas mahira pa with the 4090 because it's so effing large. <laughs> so depending on your build, depending on the case, depending on the other components you have inside, talagang medyo you'll need to figure out a way to stick that card in and then to somehow get the power connector, power cable into the proper position. So extreme bends or even moderate bends would probably be expected. So that's why this news is concerning, even though it's just a small number so far being reported. A, because any kind of fire hazard, of course, is dangerous. And B, because the potential catalyst is something that's very common. Although, of course, as with any tech missteps of a big company, everybody has been piling on. May pagkaano din eh. Schadenfreudian uh, enjoyment in the misery of others. Siyempre, not everybody uh, is lucky enough to have a 4090 to afford it right out of the gate. So, medyo may konting, yun nga, glee, as it were. I mean, if you see some of the posts or reporting, at least from ordinary users. Uh, a lot of people are following this story with interest, not because a lot of people necessarily have 4090s, but there's that kind of human factor na, ho, oh, you got the latest and the greatest, but it's gonna blow up in your face. And on the heels of this problem or potential issue with the 16-pin power connector is the news that AMD will not be using the 16-pin power connector in its latest or in its upcoming 7000 series GPUs. So the RDNA 3 GPUs, not yet released, but these are the ones that are supposed to compete against the 40 series of NVIDIA. Initially, there were some reports that AMD would be using the 16-pin, but very recently, they've backtracked on that. And some leaks from the inside are saying that they will be using the traditional 2x8 power connectors, which is basically what the standard is now for GPUs. Pero nagtataka na yung mga tao ngayon, if AMD only uses 2x8, then the total power it can draw from is only 375 watts. You have 150 watts per every 8 pin, so that's 2 8 pins, so that's 300, plus 75 that it can draw from the motherboard, total of 375, versus 675 for the RTX 4090. Because the 4090 uses 4x8 power connectors which merge or you have that adapter that makes it possible to plug it into the 16-pin. So it has 4 of those 8 pins, so that's a total of 600 watts, and the 75 watts that it can draw from the motherboard. 
of course, raw power consumption or raw power draw isn't everything. What's more important is how efficient you use the electricity that you can draw on. Although, usually, when you want things to go faster as a computer, you dump a lot of electricity into it. I mean, that's basic overclocking. So, people are curious now, ano ba talaga performance nitong RDNA 3 GPUs? Will they be a good performance match against the RTX 4090s, the 40 series of NVIDIA? Because they say what you want about NVIDIA, but usually in terms of performance, NVIDIA is king. Usually, they're also king in terms of price. But generally, or if you buy the right GPU from them, you do get what you pay for. And lastly, about the whole 16-pin thing, if you were watching last week's podcast, or listening rather to last week's podcast, you noticed that I would call it the 12-pin power connector. It actually has 16 pins, and I've been <laughs> just a very small detail, but I've been following the reporting online. Initially, people were calling it 12-pin, and then now it's most outlets are now calling it 16-pin. I did see a diagram of it to check... Ano ba talaga? Is it 12 or 16? It is 16, but I think it was initially called 12 because it has 12 of the traditional kind of um, holes <laughs> or connectors that, you know, the what you usually expect to find. And then the remaining four are arrayed in a line on top of the main power connector. So there are a total of 16 power connections. It's just that the 12 are what we're usually... The 12 are arrayed in the normal or the fashion that we're used to seeing. Tapos yung apat, yung para maging 16, yun nga, nakahilera lang sila sa taas eh. Um, but it is the, the proper term for it. It is a 16-pin power connector. In other NVIDIA news, the 3060 got a new release. <laughs> There's a new SKU for the 3060 which drops it down to 8GB. So it is a more budget version of the 3060, which usually comes out with 12 gigabytes. Uh, speculation is that NVIDIA released this version to compete or to plug the hole that Intel is trying to capitalize on. So the new Intel GPUs are cheaper than NVIDIA's. And if you get the drivers right, you know, if God is smiling on you when you play a certain game, because it's buggy pa talaga yung drivers ni Intel. Eh. Like, Extremely buggy from the early reports, from the early adopters. But, you know, if everything is going well, it can actually provide 3060 performance at a substantially lower price. So NVIDIA is trying to push back against that or giving a value option for the 3060 with the release of this new variant. NZXT also has new products, not GPUs, but cases. It's the H5 series. Although the H7, which is the bigger brother of the just-released H5, I think was released about a month ago. So if you've seen what the H7 looks like, you know what the H5 looks like. <laughs> and if basically you've seen the H510 Flow, which looks like the H510 and the H500, except with holes in the front, you basically know what the H5 looks like. The H5 comes in two variants. It's the flow variant, so with the holes in the front part of the case. Again, very similar looking to the H510 flow. And the H5 Elite, where instead of the mesh or hole-ridded front panel, you have the tempered glass front panel, which follows very closely the very beautiful H510 Elite. Although they have tried to augment airflow with some holes on the side. 
Uh, definitely not as much airflow as you would get if you got the flow variant, which you know, the whole front or three-fourths of the front is basically air intake or it's basically a mesh or it's perforated to allow more air in. Oh, the interesting with the H5 series, there is a fan in a very novel place. It's the first time I've seen it in a case. Nandun siya sa ilalim sa harap. So it's like there's a bowl in the front portion. And so it's sucking up air from the front bottom. And then it's channeling that air towards the GPU. So it, this was part of the design. There is a fan in place. There is a air intake in place dun sa ilalim. Um, quite interesting. I've never really seen a case implement something like that quite in that fashion. We have seen other cases na hindi lang sumusunod dun sa traditional fan in front, fan on top, fan in rear, and the occasional fan in bottom. So we're getting more interesting designs like fan on the side from Corsair, from Height, the Y60. But this is the first time I've ever seen like a depression inside the case. You know, it looks like a bowl inside the front lower part of the case. Have not built in it yet, although NZXT is popular in the shop. So we'll probably be carrying that also. Um, the current meta of cases is airflow, and that's what a lot of the designers and brands are plugging now. Moving on to local news, ESGS starts today, Friday, and all the way up to Sunday. ESGS is a con, it's a local convention, which focuses on games, but it has also come to embrace cosplay. We were actually there for the past two years prior to the pandemic. Um, we had the first time we were at ESGS, we were just sharing a booth, and then the second time the next year, we got our own booth. Very positive experience both times. If you're wondering why we're not there now, we actually tried to get in, pero uh, I guess we procrastinated too much emailing the organizers. Uh, I guess no slots are available. So it's a shame. Na, actually, the staff really also looks forward to ESGS. It's a shame. Na, we are not able to attend this year. Um, but it looks to be jam-packed. I mean, a lot of the conventions now, you know, the first ones after the pandemic and COVID restrictions have eased. So, medyo pulling out all the stops talaga. I've noticed they've replaced PLDT. Usually, it's PLDT as the primary sponsor, but now they have Globe. So, <laughs> kind of curious, like, ano nangyari doon, what the chismis is behind that. Uh, was PLDT outbidded? Did they... Did the organizers choose a different direction? Because I know that uh, at least one story I heard about PLDT, I, I can't even remember if it was from ESGS or some other convention. They're very particular. If they're the main sponsor, they're very particular about getting their value for money. At this particular convention, I, I can't remember if it was ESGS or if it was some other large convention. PLDT was the sponsor and they were providing the internet and then there was an internet blackout or basically the internet went down and one of the hosts was uh, joking on stage na baraman PLDT or ano ba tong ISP natin or something like that and um, the PLDT the PLDT management on site did not take that well and they they had the host removed or something like that but it was to me, at least, it seemed very trivial and the internet did go down. But, you know, I guess whoever was uh, representing the company at that event did not like it that they were spending so much money to be <laughs> made fun of. So, yeah, the host was kind of disciplined for that. Um, 
not really a fan of that kind of treatment. Yun nga, uh, yes, they do pay for the event or they do sponsor the event, but um, you know, if you can't make fun of the internet <laughs> or, or the poor internet connections in the Philippines, you know, what can you make fun of? And it's not like PLDT is big on announcements, on using their money for marketing. Sana gamitin na lang nila para improve yung internet connection. And if you've gone through our earlier videos, I'm super not a fan of PLDT. Actually, their performance is good. Installation and the actual using the internet. Uh, I, no problems. In fact, I have no complaints. Yung problema, when the internet goes down and you need someone to come to you to fix it, good luck sa'yo. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I don't want to devolve into another rant, um, but we do have earlier videos on the channel talking about just how long I waited para maayos. And in the end, hindi nga naayos. So, instead of blaming people for making jokes about them, perhaps local telco companies, not just PLDT, can put their money where their mouth is and actually provide decent service instead of trying to... <laughs> trying to look good on the market and trying to push their marketing instead of pushing an actual good product and good service. In gaming news, this happened last month actually, but I only came across the report now. One of the accounts in CSGO which has the most number or the most valuable number of items. In CSGO, there are a lot of skinnable things, skinnable weapons and knives. To be honest, I don't follow that scene. I don't quite understand how it works. But the very basic thing that I know is that, yeah, a lot of things are skinnable, those are collectible, and those have value. And one of the accounts with the best collection or most valuable collection was banned last month. And if you're thinking like, well, you know what, how much can it be? I mean, you know, you're collecting CSGO skins, was so 1 million, 2 million pesos. I mean, just how much money can you plop down on these digital assets that you can only use in one game and that are purely aesthetic? They don't affect the performance of your character at all. Well, this particular account, Ccat, uh, who was banned last month, had almost $5 million worth of inventory. That's 30 million pesos worth roughly now at the exchange rate at the time that it was banned. Uh, I had no idea that you could amass such a fortune in digital goods. And yun nga, these, are, these aren't even, like sobrang sikat yung NFTs before has died down significantly now. But these aren't NFTs, or they are NFTs in a sense, but these CSGO predates uh, all of the NFT hype. But it's amazing to me at least that someone could amass such a fortune in CSGO skins, in, in weapon skins and things like that. Crazy. And uh, Valve did confirm that the ban follows the same criteria as a VAC ban. So basically, it's it could be for cheating, but it could be also a lot of players mass-reported that particular account. So not really quite clear why the ban or why that account was banned. But if it can't get unlocked, GG na yan. Uh, you're as If you're the owner of that, you can't go in. You can't even enjoy the $5 million worth of skins that you've accumulated and that's really the thing with digital, no? I mean, at least with physical money, you know, if you're holding the money, yes, you might get robbed. There are other concerns. But at least there are no gatekeepers telling you that you can't use it, that you can't keep it, that you can't utilize it, that you can't enjoy it. Although that was the whole point. 
of cryptocurrencies to go around the traditional gatekeepers of fiat money. But I guess the lesson here is just because it's digital doesn't mean that there are no gatekeepers. And also, of course, the lesson is don't, <laughs> don't cheat. I mean, assuming that he was banned because of cheating, um, it's a high-risk game if you don't follow the rules of whatever platform you're playing on, you're trading on, um, and yeah, you can get banned. I mean, $5 million worth of skins just poof. Locked away forever. Moving on to shop news, we're not doing a lot of builds in the shop. I'm not quite sure if people are waiting. The new generations are quite expensive. Although the builds we've done, yeah, are quite high-end. We've done recently uh, R7 5800X3D plus 4090 build. And just yesterday, we released a 3900KF plus 4090 build. But a lot of the work in the shop now is diagnostics and it's the usual things. I mean, if you've been around computers for a long time, you'll see computers that one day are working fine, then refuse to boot, that behave in the shop. So may the user or the owner reports shutdown issues, but then when he brings it to the shop, it's A-OK, walang problema. Um, so the usual diagnostic things. One interesting diagnostic though we had was someone bought a Fractal Design Lumen S24 AIO from us last November. Fast forward to now, he reported high temps on the CPU, tipong 70 degrees even on idle. Uh, to give context, uh, a stock cooler, if, a C if that particular CPU was on idle, would give you 40 degrees. And our staff was able to research that there is indeed a problem with the Lumen S24. And if you've been following the channel, you know I've had it up to here with AIOs that clog up. Um, that is what we were reported with the MSI Magcore Liquid 240R. We, we were the first YouTube channel to report on it. Greg Salazar reported on it a couple of months after. And he has actually continued with the story. And he has been reporting that MSI is hesitant or making it a bit difficult to get the core liquids replaced. From the point of view of the shop, replacing the core liquid 240Rs was a real pain in the butt. So I'm hopeful that this Lumen problem isn't as widespread as the 240R problem. It's interesting to note though that the pump of both these guys, both of these have the same design. The pump is in the radiator rather than in the CPU block. I'm not quite sure if this problem is specific to that kind of design. Because before, when customers would ask me, well, you know, the 240R, the, the pump was in the block, do you think it's a problem with the design. Then I would point to the Lumen and say that, well, you know, we also carry this one, which has the same design, and we haven't seen any problems with that. I can no longer say that because <laughs> there are problems. I'm not sure if it's as widespread as the 240R fiasco, but so far, we've only had to replace one. What we did was the customer bought a Lumen non-RGB last year. Yun yeah, it appears to have clogged up. The only Lumen left we had on stock was the RGB version. So we gave the customer a free upgrade. And now he has the Lumen S24 RGB. Too early to tell if this is a widespread problem. Components do fail. Unfair to Fractal Design to jump on them right away over just one item. But definitely we'll be looking at this closely. When we jumped on MSI, it wasn't just one item. We were seeing failure rates across the board. 
as we detailed in that video. And it was something that was, you could, you could plot it almost. After six months or something, the chance of failure dramatically increased. So not jumping yet on fractal design, but definitely something we're keeping in mind. So with that, um, 20 minutes into the episode, which I thought would actually only take 10. But yeah, thanks for joining me on this Friday or whenever you're watching. Enjoy, enjoy the long weekend. We have Saturday to Tuesday. For sure, Steam sale will be up. There's always a Halloween Steam sale. So enjoy the games that you buy. Enjoy the games that you bought last Steam sale and you haven't gotten around to playing yet. Uh, so there's a blissful four weeks, sorry, four days of uh, no work. We here at Hardware Sugar are also taking a break. So the shop will not be open Monday and Tuesday. We'll be open again Wednesday at our usual time, 9.30 to 4.30 p.m. So this is a regular podcast. Um, the next episode drops next Friday, which is November 4. Till then, stay safe. Have a good long weekend.